You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Are you ready for the Word of God? Are you ready to hear the Word of God? Are you ready to reset your faith? Turn to the person next to you and say, get ready to be challenged by the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, please stand to your feet. If you're visiting with us for the very first time, we're going to make a declaration. It's on the overhead. It's not something you have to memorize. The members know it. But we're just going to declare the Word of God. Amen. We declare the Word of God before we preach the Word of God. Are you ready? One, two, three. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. I accept His sacrifice on the cross and His resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to His Word and can do what it says I can do. I receive the Word with meekness and I'm changed from glory to glory. I have the God kind of faith. I'm the righteousness of God and will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. As you take your seat, turn to the person next to you, say, your smile looks better than the last time I saw you. So I haven't seen that smile in a long time, but I'm grateful to see that smile. Amen. As a Christian, even if you're going through some challenges, you can always smile and be happy. Amen. Maybe you're facing some difficulties, but when you know your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, There's reason to rejoice. There's reason to be happy. Amen. Everybody experiences rejection. Everybody here, in some or other way, have experienced rejection. The good news is the arms of Jesus are always open on the cross to receive any and everybody. Amen. In the marketplace, we experience rejection. Jesus was rejected. Jesus was rejected right from the beginning. Came to this earth to show us a more excellent way. Mark 12, verse 10 says, Have you not read the scripture? Have you not heard? Are you not aware of what the Bible says? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing and it was marvelous in our eyes. Well, the Bible says after this they sought to lay hands on him but they feared the multitudes, they feared what the people would do to them. Because they knew that this was a parable that he spoke against them. We have to see ourselves in the mirror of this parable. This parable is written for you and for me. Jesus was rejected right from the beginning. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm not going to reject you. I love you. Jesus, when he came to this earth, in John 10, 10, it says that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to reject you. He wants to push you away. But God has come to give us life and life in abundance. Superior in quality and superabundant in quantity. Jesus came to this earth so that we can experience life. 
came to this earth so that you don't have to experience rejection. Jesus came to this earth to show us a more excellent way, but Jesus was rejected even before he was born. But that did not hinder him or stop him to fulfill his purpose in life. Rejection of those around you is not a reason not to fulfill the destiny and the purpose that God has got for you. Children today are being bullied from a young age, not just in person, but on social media. When you expect a thumbs up, you get a thumbs down. You're expecting a smiley face, you get an angry face. And you see rejection on so many levels. And you allow it to become a part of you. But God has never rejected you. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 1. Verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her public example, was minded to put her away secretly. This will bring me to our sermon topic for today. Rejection brings direction. Rejection brings direction. Here, Joseph and Mary, they're going to get married. She comes to him and shares the news. You know what? We're going to get married, but I've just got news before we get married. I'm pregnant. How's this possible? How can this happen, Mary? Well, it's not that complicated. The Holy Spirit came upon me and has given birth to Christ on the inside. <laughs> so I've tried to put myself in Joseph's shoes. But if you read this, whatever she told him, he kept it to himself, but in his heart he decided, I'm going to divorce this woman. Don't give us the, just says, he's going to secretly just say, you go your way, I'm going to go my way. Now just as look from Mary's side, God appeared to her and spoke to her and said, highly favored. Highly favored. The Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. And Christ is going to be on the inside of you. The Savior, God, will be with us. Many times we have a word from God, a promise from God, highly favored. You're going to give birth to something or that which I've placed on the inside when it manifests. It's going to bring salvation, peace, hope, deliverance to many. You'd think Joseph will be just as excited. Turn to the person next, you say, rejection 
brings direction. The next verse says there that God appeared to Joseph and spoke to him and said, what she told you is the truth. Ladies, can I just give you some free advice? Sometimes when God has spoken to you, don't try and convince your husband. Allow God to speak to him. Because certain things that don't make sense just doesn't make sense. To a rational mind, it doesn't make sense. Amen? Am I helping some of the ladies here? <laughs> Sometimes you can get pulled into a God assignment that you didn't sign up for. Joseph never thought that this is how this marriage is going to start. This is how things are going to work out. He just knew that this was his wife. So sometimes when you get pulled into things, be obedient to what God has told you to do and stick to that. Amen? Can I talk to gentlemen just a little bit here? Because while I was reading this and studying this, there was just so many things that came to mind. You know, the book of 1 Peter says that husbands should dwell with their wives with understanding. Dwell with your wife with understanding. That doesn't mean make her understand how you see things. It means understand how she's feeling. Amen? Can I have some ladies just give me an amen? <laughs> you know, um, some of the gentlemen that's just had babies now recently, I always warn them about the last month. The last trimester, you know, we're always positive and we love God and we, we see the new baby coming, but a pregnant woman is a pregnant woman, amen. Uh, guys, don't say amen, just double blink at me, I, I know exactly what you're saying, amen. <laughs> I think the only thing that's more special than a pregnant woman must be a pregnant woman on a donkey, Sometimes you have the promise of Christ on the inside, and it's a bumpy road. Sometimes you are highly favored, and God has given you a promise, and it's a bumpy road. Being highly favored doesn't mean that the road's not going to be bumpy. Turn to the person next to you and say, if the road's been bumpy, don't forget you're highly favored. I can just imagine how highly favored she must have felt on that donkey. It's not a four by four with nice suspension, air conditioning, little snack box. It's a donkey in the sun. So some things take some time. When you've received a word and God has said you are highly favored, this is what I want to do in your life. It seems impossible from a natural point of view, but I'm going to do it. I went and looked up. That trip with a donkey to Bethlehem was seven days. That seven days must have felt like seven years. When God has given you a word, sometimes on that bumpy road, God is very silent. 
When God is silent on the bumpy road and you know you're highly favored, but you don't feel highly favored, just go on. So one thing that I've learned in the past few years, God's word is a lamp unto your feet. When you move, the light moves and you know what's the next thing to do. But if you're standing still, nothing can change. Move towards the promise that God has given you. Amen? On that donkey, on that bumpy road, on the seven days, whether it's seven days or seven years, how long will you continue to be kind, to be gentle, to be friendly, to manifest the fruits of the Holy Spirit? That's the real challenge for us as Christians. Are you holding to your Christian ethics when that road feels just too long? When you have the promise of Christ on the inside, but you've just not arrived. Family, if you are one of those with a promise and that road has felt very long and very bumpy, there's no air conditioning, it's just the desert, the heat, hold on. Keep on moving. Turn to the person next to you say, keep on moving. When God seems silent, He's still saying something. And it's there where faith really is tested. To believe that I'm highly favored. To believe that Christ has deposited something on the inside. And it's going to change people's lives. Don't give up. Keep on moving. If He promised it, is going to do it. You know, sometimes your situation can speak louder than the promise that you hold in your heart. When God said you are highly favored and it feels like nothing's working out. Joseph didn't want to go on this journey, but he had a word from God. If you have a word from God, hold on to that word. Amen? Sometimes even in your marriage, think, who did I marry? I mean, Joseph must have thought, what's happening? When God has given you a word and spoken to you, that settles it. Whether there's rejection, whether there's resistance, see it through. Hold on. Amen? I think the real test of faith is to keep on walking when God is silent, when the road is bumpy, when the sun is on you, when you're feeling those birth pains, when it feels like your water is going to break, can you go on? God is not so much interested in your comfort than in your character. Comfort won't get you to your destiny. Comfort won't get you into heaven. Your character will. I can tickle your ears today and tell you everything is going to be fine, but sometimes it takes more than that. You're going to have to see it through because God is busy with the plan. God took time in choosing a mother and a father for Jesus. And he's no respecter of person. That was the best mother and father for Joseph. Surely 
Joseph didn't behave like an angel the whole time. I want to encourage you, don't let rejection define you. Psalm 27, or Psalm 57 says, I cry out to God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. God is more interested, more committed to your destiny, your purpose, the plans for your life than what you are. He is orchestrating things that you're not even aware of. The song that we sing, even when I don't see him, he's working. Are you just singing it or do you believe it? This is the test of faith. Keep on walking, keep on walking, keep on walking. Tell you the person next to you, say you're going to make it. Tell them again, say you're going to make it. So I mean, here, seven days. I mean, who of you would like to drive seven days with your wife pregnant in a last trimester in a car? I would just say, no, forgive me. I'm confessing my weakness. I don't think I would be able to do that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> On a donkey. No, Joseph was a man of faith. I'm telling you, he was, he's, he's, his obedience is next level. But just think about it. They're approaching the inn. And he's saying to her, just relax, my lovey. I can see the hotel. I'm going to book you in. I'm going to put you on the bed. You can lift your feet. I'm going to just run you a nice bath. And you can chill. You can relax. I mean, he can see. He said, didn't I tell you we're going to get there? We're almost there. And then he gets to the hotel. And the innkeeper says, sorry. Full. And that which he was hoping that would be, bring the answer, the solution, the relief, the door gets closed. Think about that, family. How many times have you put your trust in something and said, if I can just do this, and you see it's going to happen, and then the door closes. You just want to sign that contract, you get the contract signed. And they say, we're not outsourcing anymore, we're doing anything in-house. Just want that job interview, you go for the interview and they say, all positions have been frozen. If I could just get the visa and go work abroad and now all the flights are cancelled. Have you ever put a date on something and said, God, this woman is pregnant. It looks like her water is going to break. This bumpy road has made it worse. If it doesn't happen now, I don't know what's going to happen. And you get to what you think is the solution and they close the door on you. Rejection. Turn to the person next you say, rejection brings direction. Well, ask yourself, how do you handle rejection? Just have that conversation on the inside right now because most people that have rejection, they have conversations here on the inside, and they're usually not very good relation, conversations that you're having with yourself. They usually end up at a place where you say, I'm going to reject them before they can reject me. And many times you miss opportunities because you reject people, push people away because of the fear of rejection on the inside. At that very moment, when that door was closed, the innkeeper said, it's full. It wasn't personal. Other people just arrived there before you. 
you were a bit slow because your wife was pregnant. That's all that happened. But God was still in control, holding your future in His hands like that. Moves on, He gets a stable. Do you know what happens? At that very moment when that door was closing, and it seemed like a disappointment, there was an appointment. Wise men were on their way to a stable with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But because you didn't know it, you couldn't rejoice. But if you know that in that rejection, there's direction, you'll move on with a smile. Sometimes we think we know better. We want to tell God, this is the right way to do it. When that indoor closes, we say, God, what are you doing? Some of you, don't raise your hand, would have said, can I speak to the manager, please? I just want to tell you how much you are out of the will of God. Because I have the highly favored one with me on the donkey, with Christ on the inside. And you want to close this door on Jesus? Rejection? Sometimes let people freeze up. Rejection will make you behave funny. Rejection will make you respond and reply in a completely different way. Sometimes, ladies, when you've experienced so much rejection, somebody will just say, that dress is a, is a nice fit. You say, I'm fat. No, I didn't say that. You say, I, I don't like the dress. You say, I'm ugly. No, I never said, I said I don't like the dress. Gentlemen, we're the same. Men fear rejection more than women. It can make you freeze up. Behave funny. That's why you have to know that you're accepted by God. When you seek the approval of people the whole time, it will affect your behavior. You'll not be able to be committed and loyal to heaven's calling. You'll get to a place where you say, that person was supposed to give me an opportunity and they never gave me an opportunity. And you'll start to see them as your enemy and start praying against them. And even if they are your enemy, pray for them, not against them. Because God is busy preparing a table for you in the presence of of your enemies. And if you pray against them to die, how will you be able to give glory to God? The rejection brings direction. That stable that Joseph found was a safe place. If you've been battling with rejection, you need a safe place, not just comfort. Amen? And the stable was the perfect place where they could put Jesus down. The wise men on their way with the blessing. Amen. God busy orchestrating things behind the scene so that something greater can come to you. Turn to the person next to you and say, all that rejection brings direction. When you're busy with God's plans, with God's assignment, and it feels like God is not helping you, just keep on moving. Keep on moving. When God is silent, he's still saying something. 
Amen? Will you stay the course? Will you stick to what God has told you to do? I thought about Daniel. If Daniel had prayed against his colleagues around him, what would have happened when he came out of the lion's den? A whole nation turned to God. A whole kingdom turned to God. Didn't experience that as rejection. Hannah. Rejection from her family. Didn't make her curse them. Caused her to pray more. Rejection will take you from where you are to where God wants you to be. Rejection is not your enemy. Turn to the person next to you and say, God is in control of your life. Can I tell you something? When you're a man and woman of faith, you don't just rejoice about the door that God opens, but when the door closes, you rejoice as well because you know if that end door is closing. There's a stable somewhere where the wise men are on their way with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. All of us today make a decision every day to accept or reject Jesus. Jesus was rejected from before birth. It's because people rejected him. They chose Barnabas instead of Jesus, that he was crucified. Rejection brought him to the cross that brought salvation to you and me. Start to view your rejection and what you've gone through in a different way. Don't let that rejection define you. You're accepted. You are loved by God. I'm going to close with this. Joseph, Old Testament Joseph, not this, the Old Testament Joseph. In Genesis 50. Verse 20, he says to his brothers, what you intended as evil, the rejection that you brought upon me because I had a dream from God, throwing me into the pit, rejecting me, pushing me out of the family, pushing me out of the love from my father, rejecting me. He says, all of that evil that you did, God intended it for good. You were not in control of my life. God was in control of my life. The cornerstone that the builders rejected, that became the chief cornerstone, it was the Lord's doing. And it was marvelous in our sight. Whatever people have done to you, God will turn it around for good. People don't hold your future in their hands. God holds your future in His hands. Give the Lord a hand if you believe that. So whatever rejection you've experienced from colleagues, from friends, from family, doesn't matter. God loves you. Loves you so much that he came to this earth, went through rejection of all of mankind so that you can know him. The most important thing, Romans 9 verse 1 says, the testimony of your conscience. Listen to that above all. When people reject you, listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. I'm accepted. Listen to your conscience here at all time. When they are nasty with you, saying things that are not true, rejecting you, 
see that rejection as direction. Say, God, where are you taking me now? Ask God, give me clear direction in the season where people are rejecting me. I'm looking to you for direction. That which people intend for evil, God will turn it around for good. We will all see that it's marvelous in everybody's sight. See Allah. Precious Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Your tremendous grace that you have towards us, Father. Thank you for your word that strengthens us, your word that encourages us. Even when we experience rejection, we know that God will give us clear direction. When we see a door closing that we think is our last hope, thank you, Lord, that you show us the way to the stable where the wise men are waiting, O oh, Father. And we give you praise for that. We thank you for that. Take every person from where they are to where you want them to be and perfect everything concerning them in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. I think the most important thing is you want God on your side. To have God on your side, you have to accept Him as your Lord and Savior. Amen. So I want everybody to put their right hand on their heart. Raise your other hand to heaven and pray this prayer aloud after me. Say, Precious Father, my situation is beyond human means. I need the Savior of the world to save me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I confess with my mouth and I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, that he's alive right now, making intercession for all my weaknesses. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me to live a holy life well-pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' mighty name. Turn all my rejection into a clear direction. I am now child of the Most High God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. Well, if you've prayed that prayer in humility and sincerity of heart, the Bible says your sins are now forgiven. Your past is over. Don't mention your past again. Don't talk about your past. Your past is Egypt. It's a place of defeat and failure. God is taking you out of Egypt into the promised land. Amen. A place overflowing with milk and honey. But where there's milk and honey, there's giants. Amen. That's why you need God because you have to kill a few giants and allow a few high walls to come down. Amen. The best way to do that is in a family. Amen. A family of giant slayers, those that are trusting God for the impossible. Amen. So I want to encourage you, find a living church, get involved in a living church, get planted there. If you're from around here and you've prayed that prayer, we have to take responsibility for you. We want to take responsibility to train you, to disciple you in the things of the Lord so that you can finish strong. Amen. Hallelujah. Has your faith been lifted? Give the Lord a hand. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.